This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. You can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killer Brew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of The Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, welcome to another edition of The Paul Molitor Show. As an early start to everything here today, as there's a football game in downtown Detroit, they had a hockey game last night, there was a concert in the middle of the baseball game the other day, a lot going on in the Motor City. Chris Atterbury, Jack Morris here in studio, Paul Molitor in Detroit. It is day four in Detroit, Paul, and it feels like, it feels like you guys have been there for about a month uh already does it feel that way to you you guys are about two-thirds of the way through this road trip yeah well good morning to you guys uh if this seems like a month new york seemed like two it was uh it's been you know a tough trip to wind down your season when you get an 11-day trip uh that you're faced with uh but it's been good you know we uh we didn't get the results we wanted playing the yankees and we found our way back onto the winning side of things here in Detroit so far, including a nice comeback win last night, and would be really, really uh, helpful to our cause if we could find a way to go out there today and, and try to finish off the sweep. Paul, before we get to Detroit, uh, let's talk a little bit about that series in New York. Uh, you know, is there a silver lining? You, you played a team that the odds are real good that you're going to play in their house uh, for the first round of the playoffs, the wild card game. Uh, is there a an advantage of playing them this time of year, uh, fresh in your mind, uh, knowing that every game you played was a close one? Well, I hope so, Jack. You know, um, if we get to that point and we have that opportunity, you know, it's a one-game shot, and we all know the uh, unpredictableness of a, of, of a one-game showdown, if you will. But I think that our guys going in there, you know, I, I think that it, it would be – fair to say that it did have an effect on some of our guys playing on that type of stage and if we can uh if we can get a chance to play in that game that i that these guys hopefully will have a little better feel of the environment and what to expect but uh yeah we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there i know you're not one to look ahead and i understand that you've got a week of baseball left and it's important that you play every game to its fullest until you get that uh piece of paper i guess you would say that says you're in the postseason but with that being said i think uh you're in a good position at least right now to have a little breathing room and and allow yourself at least a look into how to set up your rotation i would imagine you would like to have Irvin santana start that game if possible well i you know um you know, I've kind of stayed away from uh, the phrase of, you know, you control your own destiny type of thing just because what there are so many games involved and the way these things can turn in a matter of a couple of days, you're, you're very hesitant to go down that route. But, 
you know, the way it's unfolded here the past three days and uh, us winning and, and spreading it out a little bit, you know, we have a chance to go out there and try to win some games this week and, and put ourselves in that position that we've been talking about for a long time. You know, we're we're looking at our pitching um, going forward, including the off day tomorrow, to try to set ourselves up if we if we get that point, and and that would be the way that I would think would give us the best chance if we could get Irvin on the mound for that that game if we get there. Yeah, one thing about this series in Detroit, Paul, there a lot of stuff going on with the Tigers, obviously, with the announcement about mm-hmm. Osmus's future or lack thereof, and I think one thing that Danny of all people brought up uh, following one of the first two games of the series. Your club has done a tremendous job of worrying only about what's going on in your dugout, not what's going on in Detroit's dugout or Anaheim's dugout or anybody else's dugout. Uh, I know that's something that you have stressed with your coaching staff, but are you pleased with the way your mostly young group has stayed focused on themselves as opposed to getting caught up in what other teams are doing? Well, you know, to be honest, it's it's almost impossible to be – you know, ignorant of other things that are unfolding and other teams that are involved with these races. Uh, but the best we can, we've tried to get these guys to, you know, try to stay present and, and, and worry about what you can control. And that, and that means going out there and try to win our games. Uh, you know, we had a little, uh, a little small chat after the Yankee series, just as far as perspective and where we were and what we needed to focus on. And you're never guaranteed that that's going to be part of the reason you go on to, to play better or win some games. But it's been a real nice uh, rebound from, you know, three tough games out there to come back here and win. So I, I think for the most part, our guys are are understanding that, hey, you know, we, we have our games and that should be our first priority. That's the voice of Paul Molitor, manager of the Minnesota Twins. They'll go for a four-game sweep of the Tigers coming up later this morning here, Central Time, as they'll try to make it four straight over Detroit, try to go to four and three on the road trip and uh, nick away at that magic number, which currently stands at four. We'll return with more of the Paul Molitor Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, uh, made in Minnesota, uh, where legends are made and uh, legends are born. Some of the legends right here on this program. We're back in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Paul Molitor. You're listening to the Alternative Channel at 96.3, your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to another edition of the Paul Molitor Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. Twins uh, trying to create some memories for their fans with a strong finish here as they look to forge on into postseason play. And uh, Paul, I want to get back to last night, and I know it's early, and you probably haven't had a chance to, to speak with him today, but Max Kepler's health. Obviously, Max was really starting to swing the bat. A couple of home runs against lefties. He's a big part of what you've been doing all year long. Had to leave the game early last night. Do we know anything more uh, about how he's feeling and how that might impact his ability to be in your lineup? Well, he's he's pretty sore today, uh, kind of an odd injury and trying to make a play and make a throw. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to hold him out for a long time, but I am going to hold him out today given the fact we're off tomorrow and, and hopefully he responds to treatment and feels good enough to get back in the lineup when we get to Cleveland. But I, I don't think it's anything that's major. Uh, I'm sure he's going to try to do a little bit today to see where he's at once he gets uh, you know treated, and, and, and we'll see if he's available possibly later in the game today. Paul, speaking of that, uh, talk a little bit about the rest of your guys. Everybody else uh, ready to go, the bullpen, and uh, all the pitchers? Well, we've been fortunate. We've got a couple of nice long outings the last few nights, and that can really replenish uh, your bullpen. Even when you have 14 people, we all know that there's guys that you'd like to have available when you have a chance to win games. And 
and we've been able to keep those guys uh, relatively fresh, um, given the fact we've endured a, a six-game stretch here to start this trip. So, uh, yeah, you know, Jose out, out there today, hopefully he's, uh, you know, can follow suit and, and, and get us deep in the game, and, and we can find a way to win another one here here uh, to finish off this series. Uh, let's talk a little bit about young Jose Barrios. He's kind of getting into uncharted waters in terms of where we are in the season, Paul, and the, the one thing that's odd with him is – uh, here's a guy who's a great student. He keeps himself in uh, fantastic shape. He's very focused. And yet, for whatever reason, his home road splits are, are crazy this year in, in an odd way. Is that just a coincidence? Has he run into hot teams away from home? Or is there something either mentally or physically that you're seeing that's different in his performances from target field to the road? Well, I, I would say that it's a little bit of both. I think the coincident aspect plays to some degree, particularly when when these numbers start to separate from home and away. But after a while, you know, you're made aware of it, and maybe subconsciously you start to make a bigger deal of it than you probably should. If you want to compare it to our team collectively, we had a, a, a not very good start at home this year, yet we are a really good road team, and somehow that's balanced itself out over the course of the season as well. So... You know, anytime he's out there, he's capable of going out there and spinning up a good game. We know that with his stuff. And, uh, you know, a relatively short outing in New York. I'm hoping he's fresh today and is able to go out there and, and do some of the things that we know he's capable of. Yeah, with Jose in particular, uh, you talked about it after his last start. The velocity certainly was there. He, you, you described the ball as really jumping. Is he more effective when he ticks back a little on the velocity uh, at this stage of his career in terms of his command than when he's just rearing back and letting it fly? I think that, you know, it can play uh, when your arm's fresh and you feel like you got a little extra, but you still have to pitch. You know, and watching Irvin, you know, I, I think he's learned that, that at certain days when your arm feels really good and you can go ahead and you have a little in the tank when you need to make that <clears throat> that big pitch in any given situation. But uh, even Irvin last night, you know, he, he, he didn't have maybe his best fastball in terms of velocity, if you want to look at that. But, but he knew, you know, he was pitching. You know, he had a little rough start, but he got settled in and had a really nice run until he made the one mistake on the, on the changeup that uh, got, got taken deep on. But, yeah, I, I think Jose understands that he, he's better off trying to get the ball in a good spot consistently rather than trying to rear back and blow guys away. Speaking of pitching, uh, you made reference in the media about uh, Bartolo Colon, a couple rough outings as of late, and maybe um, switching him around a little bit uh, as we approach the end of the season. Uh, it's one of those things. He's given us a lot of really good games, and I think two of the last three have been a little bit on the opposite side of that. And you know, But I, I still trust him. Uh, I'm not going to get crazy and try to, you know, twist this thing around too much so tentatively right i have it set up for him to get the first game in cleveland and possibly a game uh, next weekend against the tigers and, and and i think that's the right way to go we are going to at least for now um probably bump up Irvin to pitch the last game in cleveland and and flip gibson back to the tiger series and and give Irvin a chance if we're able to advance all right that's paul molitor it is the paul molitor show brought to you by killer root beer made in minnesota how memories are created Legends are made. Take a break. Back with more in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Chris Atterbury, and you're listening to the Paul Molitor Show on Go 96.3. Welcome back to another uh, segment here with the Paul Molitor Show. It's an early morning. We're all scattered around as uh, the schedule's off a little bit with a very busy day in downtown Detroit, the part the Twins are focusing on trying to complete a four-game sweep of the Detroit Tigers and nick away at that magic number. This time of year, Paul, you, you mentioned it. It's impossible not to know uh, what's going on in other games and, and leads and things of that nature. 
Uh, as a player, I think you could sense a chance to be in the postseason, and you guys are both experienced enough to know that those chances can't be taken for granted because you never know if you're going to get another one. As a manager now in the dugout where you don't get to go affected with your play, do, do you feel it as well? Do you smell that uh, that 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 gold ring at the end of this long, long race? And, and are you able to translate, I guess, to your young team how rare those opportunities are? I think that with each day that gets ticked off the calendar, particularly here in the last week, and, and you find yourself you know, remaining in a position to, uh, to go ahead and accomplish your goal, it, it becomes a little bit more challenging to uh, you know, just, hey, let's go out and win today type of mindset. I think we're trying to do that the best we can. <clears throat> you know, we've obviously got, <clears throat> gotten some help from a couple of teams here the last few days that have you know, kind of opened up the lead a little bit here. Uh, but the reality is seven games. You know, there's some great stories in baseball history about leads that were lost in the last week. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to remind these guys, you can't take anything for granted. And and it's it just play it out until someone gives you a cap and a T-shirt and says you can go celebrate. So we got some work to do. There's no doubt about that. Paul, we talked a little bit uh, last week about uh, timing of off days late in the year. And certainly tomorrow's uh, off day in Cleveland will be probably a look forward to because it gives everybody a chance to restart. But uh, I've got to believe that having the chance to go into postseason compared to a couple seasons as of late that these uh, a lot of these young guys have gone through uh, shortens the season for them. It makes it so much more meaningful and that they've got to have a little bit more uh, giddy up in their step uh, going to the ballpark every day. I, you know, uh, as a player, Jack, and, 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 you know, being a part of the race a couple of years ago, I think you can, you know, obviously notice that there's an uptick in energy and adrenaline and the excitement in the dugout that surrounds that first pitch every night. You go through your routine that you always do, your BP, your cage work, your preparation, training room, whatever it is, but everyone anticipates getting these games underway. And it's special, you know, the opportunity aspect, you know, you don't know how often or how frequently you're going to be in that position. And, uh, you know, you want to take advantage when you can, because uh, we all know you can go through periods where it doesn't come along very often, which the Twins have experienced here over the past seven years or so. As uh, the season goes, you as the manager, uh, do you have more one-on-one talks right now? Do you have team meetings or do you just let them go and uh, hoping that they've all grasped the importance of it all? I've had a lot less meetings this year than last year, <laughs> and uh, I've kind of tried to stay away because I have a lot of confidence in our player leadership. Um, there's been times when I've had to step out there, I think, and including the other day after the Yankee series. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I, I think that you kind of try to regulate the pulse the best you can and, and, and determine you know, when maybe a, a word – might be helpful or encouraging or, if nothing else, you know, give these guys a little bit better way to look at things. And uh, the one-on-ones, they, they on, they're ongoing throughout the whole year. You know, you're always looking for little times or places where, you know, somebody might be, you know, hanging their head a little bit or their body language is off or the results haven't been there. And you just try to find that word that will pick somebody up and get them back on track. Uh, it, there's no magic to it, but I, I think that's an important part of, trying to be a good leader is that you, you're aware of what's going on with each and every guy in that clubhouse. Yeah, speaking of leadership, and you've been very upfront since the day you were hired that uh, you needed a parallel track. You needed people in the clubhouse who weren't staff, who were players, to be part of, uh, of the leadership. 
leadership of a club. And this year, time and time again, it seems to come back. Yes, you've added some guys like a Matt Belial, what he does with your bullpen, some other veterans. But Joe Maurer's name keeps coming back in almost every conversation along these lines. He's had a great year on the field in terms of his performance. Uh, and he's always been kind of taking a taking a, a rap from fans for not being a guy who's fiery and is blowing up water coolers and, and whatnot. Yeah. But can you possibly explain to people what he means inside that clubhouse to this team? Well, it, it's been fun to watch him play um, this year in particular. I, I think that, you know, the consistency aspect of his game um, – just unruffled no matter whether he's in a hot streak or a cold streak uh, the way he goes about it he runs every ball out he's prepared to play and and uh you know he's he's been a leader in our post game meetings um uh numerous times where his voice i think resonates with a lot of guys it might not be that fiery voice but it's it's one of calm and perspective and i think guys respond to that um i do think adding some of the other leadership uh, characteristics to our team. Some of the guys that we targeted last winter that have come in here have impacted us in a positive light, whether it's Castro, kind of our quiet leader behind the plate, and Jimenez a little bit more fiery, and Belial just one of those guys that I think everyone marvels at of, of not only how he takes care of himself, but the attitude that he brings to our team every day. So that's important. There's no doubt about it. Last couple of years ago, we were fortunate when Torrey came back. He provided a lot of spark in that regard, and, and we've done well in that capacity this year for sure. Paul, I want to add to what we were talking about. We talked a little bit about the players and their attitudes and feelings as they approach possible postseason, the fact that there's a little more energy. But I want to talk about the two guys that are your bosses, Derek and Thad. Are, yeah. You know, you're in meetings with them every day almost, and you, you talk to them. Do you sense that they have a little more uh, jump in their step as they uh, look forward to postseason? Well, they're excited like all of us, you know, for them to come over here and and you know, do their evaluating. Obviously, put their their uh, their fingerprints all over the things that we're trying to do, and you know, layering us out in terms of more resources and some of the information that they feel is important to run a club on a day-to-day basis. Um, it's been fun. You know, uh, Derek's on this trip, and and so you know, he's in here quite a bit. These guys are hands-on. You know, we're we're in conversations, as you mentioned, Jack. You know, almost on a daily basis, there's some periods, obviously, where they're not traveling and you're kind of separated to some degree. But uh, communication has been very consistent. And, you know, I I would have to imagine without having asked them that they're they're very excited about uh, the season and and the potential that we have moving forward. That's Paul Molitor. We've got one final segment, a quick one when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to our final segment of the Paul Molitor Show. This is the uh, penultimate Paul Molitor Show. we got one final one next week. We'll have to do it without Jack as he heads off to his uh, national postseason duties. Uh, and, and, Paul, we mentioned Max earlier in the show, but lineup-wise, you've been riding your horses. you got an off day tomorrow, uh, more of the same today. Or do you have another great move up your sleeve where you pinch run a guy so that he can hit a home run in the same <laughs> inning? <laughs> um, you know, you make moves, and uh, sometimes they're – a little bit challenging in terms of timing. Um, you know, taking Joe Maurer of a game at any point is always a little bit risky. Uh, it was just one of those situations where we got the hit and Granite was able to score, and I felt good about it after the result. Uh, to be honest with you, when his turn came back around in the same inning, I, I had options to go ahead and put up a right-handed bat against the left-handed pitcher and decided to leave Zach in there for his defense, and he hits a homer. So, you know, you can't predict when those things are going to unfold. Um, 
today I am I'm going to DH Joe. Uh, Kenny's going to get a chance to play first base. Granite's going to be back out there playing left field today with Rosie flipping over to right, and Castro's going to be behind the plate again. So, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, one of those things we had to make a little adjustment with, with Kep being uh, avail- not available at least to start, and, and, and hopefully we find a way to keep scoring some runs here in this ballpark, which we've done very well offensively the first three games. It leads into my last question to you, Paul, is, uh, you know, a lot of times you don't have the luxury of how – the last week of the season goes towards a potential chance at postseason. And the fact that there have been times where teams have wrapped it up so early that they can play games the last week, rest guys. And I've seen fault in that where guys got too much rest. Uh, do you have any thoughts on how you would ideally like uh, this season to go as far as the rest, the last week of the season and how much rest everybody gets? Well, I, uh, I I'm, you know, it's probably way back on the, you know, the last burner in your brain that you're thinking about having a chance to rest guys sometimes later on because your, your, your consummation is about trying to win and, 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 and get, get someone to tell you that you're, you know, you're going to a playoff game. So, you know, we've had some guys that have been, you know, called upon in, in terms of very heavy and, and, and workload here the past two or three weeks in particular, um, I agree that there are times when teams clinch early and they maybe lose a little bit of their sharpness. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. But if we're afforded that luxury, I'm going to try to at least protect a couple of guys uh, moving forward. All right. Well, you'll move forward today with the final game of this four-game series. It's going to be uh, Jose Barrios and Buck Farmer. It's been a great series so far in Detroit. You even got jacked to other words, Paul, I thought I'd never hear, which was looking forward to an off day in Cleveland. I've never heard him say that. I've known the guy a long time, and I've never heard well, him say that. Well, that's because I'm not on the trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul, you are on the trip. Enjoy the game today, uh, and we'll catch up with you uh, again next week at this time. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. Have Thanks, a good Paul. Sunday. All right, that's Paul Molitor. And, Jack, uh, your last uh, last one has been fun, as always, and let's hope there's a whole lot more baseball for the Twins. The yeah, I'm just hoping that I get to talk about the Minnesota Twins here in a couple weeks. That'd that, be awesome. That would be awesome for everybody. For Jack and Paul, I'm Chris. This has been another edition of the Paul Molitor Show, brought to you by Killamer Root Beer, right here on your home for Twins Baseball.